some of this, Michael. Be one of us. I said, I'm not gonna hurt you. I'm just gonna bash your brains. No way in the hallway. Welcome to the Spook House, episode 15. This is Jason. And I'm Phil. And we are here today to talk about Halloween 3, Season of the Witch. That's right, Jason. I don't know if you know this or not. Okay. I don't know if you caught this first time you watched it. All right. But in this movie, you do not see the witch the entire time. Oh, you know what? I did not realize that. Yeah. And nothing else is missing (laughs) at all. Nothing at all. No major um, characters. No major, you know, villains. Or maybe not even one of the ninth wonders of the world have gone missing. Seven wonders of the world. Is Michael Myers the seventh wonder of the world? Stonehenge. Oh, (laughs) he's my my ninth wonder of the world. (laughs) That's right, yeah. Which I've got a huge gripe with when we get to it. They steal a stone from Stonehenge to harness the power. Yes. To... Well, you know what? We'll get to all we'll of get that to later. It. Yeah, it's so gonna it's, be it's gonna be a fun one. Yeah. Now, I know a lot of people love this movie. It's gotten quite the cult following over the years. Yeah, so we don't want to rustle any jimmies. You know, I think on our Halloween two episode, we we may have rustled a few jimmies because a lot of people <laughs> love that movie. But let's disclaimer: these are just our opinions. It's true. We're just two dudes talking shit. Yeah, not an expert by any means. No, not at all. We're so, just fans of the genre. That's right. We are recording this on Saturday. We are. And, well, yesterday was Friday the 13th, of It course. was. It was. Yeah. Now, I only watched one Friday the 13th movie. I only had time for one. Okay. What'd you watch? I watched part four, which is probably my second favorite of the series. Final chapter? Yeah. Yeah, that one's pretty good. Yeah, and it's the the gif you posted with him throwing the girl out the window. Oh, that yeah. That was from part four. Yeah. And that's, that's like I said, part six is my favorite. Part four is probably well, my part, second favorite. That's the yeah. one with Crisp, Crispin Glover, right? That is the one with Crispin yeah, Glover. This epic hey, Ted, story. where's the corkscrew? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He's such an oddball he character. really is. You know, I watched a movie the other day, total throwback, What's Eating Gilbert Grape? I've never seen that movie. What? I know. Well, Crispin Glover and John C. Riley have, like, they play minor characters in the movie. They're yeah. like Gilbert's friend. Yeah, you gotta watch that. It's really I, good. I, I, everybody loves it. I know it's got with Johnny Depp and Leo, Leonardo DiCaprio. Yes, I mean. Leonardo DiCaprio plays Arnie, a mentally handicapped young man that likes to climb the water tower. It's a good movie. It's such a, it's like such yeah. a 90s thing to do. Yeah, what, climbing water towers? No, tower? just like kind of oh. like quirky small movies oh. like that. <laughs> it's like, was that big in the 90s, climbing water towers? Probably, yeah. Yeah, Juliette Lewis is in it. I remember they did she that played. in The War. Do you remember The, the War with uh, Elijah Wood in it? No. That was the whole thing about them climbing the water tower in that one, too. Oh, okay. Yeah, there's plenty of water towers <laughs> climbing. Plenty of water tower climbing. Gilbert Grape. 
Yeah, you should watch that. It's a good one. So, other than the final chapter, no Jason movies for you? No, that was the only one I caught. Yeah, okay. it's. I wish I could have done an entire marathon, but mm. they just taken those movies off of Prime. I was like, are you fucking kidding me right now? Well, and also there's only 24 hours in a day. That's true, but so. I can always skip over like... I wonder how many hours of Friday the 13th movies there are. Well, there's like, what, 11 movies? Okay, there's... Yeah, and Jason yeah, X. Yeah, Jason X was 10, so... And then there the was remake. Freddy vs. Jason and the remake. So, 12. 12. 12 times an hour and a half. Yeah, you could get through them, I think. You'd probably hate yourself by it. But. <laughs> yeah, probably. So, uh, did you watch anything this week? Other than Gilbert Grape? Did you watch oh, uh, this week? Well, I didn't watch anything yesterday. I did go get a new tattoo yesterday okay. a lot of tattoo shops they do friday the 13th specials oh, okay I didn't know actually. That. yeah they'll do like flash specials so i got one on my leg for like 40 bucks nice I tipped them 13 bucks <laughs> felt right felt right <laughs> yeah so as far as other movies go I'll, I'll keep it in vain with the early 90s i know you like this movie okay. i finally watched it i watched ticks for the first time. I really enjoy that dumb fucking movie. And I have to ask you, Jason, why it is so do you love fucking this movie? stupid. It is so fucking stupid. I it's had so no ridiculous. idea Carlton was in it. Is from Fresh it Prince. another reason why it's hilarious? They call me Panic because I never do. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, seeing Carlton try to play like a hard ass gangster dude it, is like it's impossible at this oh, point. But like, no, you're Carlton. You're never going to be anybody other than Carl. I'm sorry that's what happened to you, but I'm sure you're making plenty of residuals from... Yeah, it's a bizarre fucking movie. <laughs> I'm not going to lie, about an hour into it, I had started doing stuff around the house and it yeah. was just playing in the background, and then I was like, oh, this movie's still on. Okay. <laughs> so, it, I mean, it was okay. I mean, it was a direct-to-video horror movie in the 90s. It's not like you're, you should be you should go on that kind of movie expecting like a greatness because it yeah. certainly isn't but it's just a, a dumb fun movie with seth green on it when he was like 15 yeah 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 i guess you call it fun it's something yeah. if, if you've never seen it it is something i highly recommend it feel on the other hand does not seem to hey watch it why not go <laughs> fuck free on amazon prime yeah. it's on tubi too yeah i think so what have you watched jason other than friday the 13th part four yeah. i finally caught uh leave no trace have you seen that movie? Heard of that I movie? I have not. What's well, Ben Foster and Thomasin McKenzie, who's the the Jewish girl? Have you seen the trailer for that Jojo Rabbit movie? Nope. Okay. What's well, a nice, fun comedy about Hitler? It's uh, a comedy movie. Yeah, about Hitler. Leave no traces. No, 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 no. I was saying Thomasin McKenzie was in. <laughs> okay. Okay. But no, this is a movie about a girl and her father who are okay. living in the woods. They're homeless. All right. And they get discovered. As they do, and of course, mm -hmm. human people or human like resources—not human resources, but like adoption folks and everything—come in uh -huh. because obviously, living out in the woods is not in the best interest of children. Okay, so it's them trying to be reintroduced back into society, essentially. And you find out that Ben Foster's character is like hardcore PTSD, uh -huh. and she's trying to like get used to living in society when it's just been her and her dad in the woods for. Ever, as far as I can tell. Is this like a drama? Yeah, it's a drama movie. It's not okay. a horror movie. All right. It was. Uh, I know it was like, a lot of people put it like one of the best movies of last year, kind of thing. All right. It's an interesting movie. I'd say give it a watch. Cool. Yeah. Well, I also watched... I finally watched American Mary. See, I've never seen that movie. Yeah, I rented it 
and I realized, wait a second, this is a Blu-ray. <laughs> <laughs> so I had to bring it back, and I re-rented it on DVD. Wait, did they not ask you when? Because uh, they always ask me if I rent a Blu-ray. Uh, no, they didn't ask me, but whatever. I finally watched it. That's the takeaway here. Thoughts. And it was pretty good. It stars Catherine Isabel. She okay. was in From Ginger Snaps. Ginger Snaps, right? Yeah, yeah. That's a great movie. I need to rewatch that. Also in Freddy vs. Jason. She is in that. And she does really good in this. It kind of reminded me of American Psycho in a way, like tonally. Yeah. It was had some really gory parts, but it was had a comedic tone throughout the mm-hmm. whole movie. Okay. It really started to lose me towards the last 20 minutes. I was okay. like, oh, man, this is... Uh, I don't know where this is going, but when it ended, I was like, damn, that felt like kind of a waste because I was really invested up until like the last 20 minutes of it. Oh, uh, okay. Yeah. Now also, that it a... has hints of like hostile in it. There's a little uh, bit of... Okay. A little bit of that. I got A lot you. of body horror. Okay. So... So is that, is that Sasuke Sisters? They do yes. That? Okay. Because they're doing that rabid remake and they got banned from Twitter for that. Oh, yeah. I heard about that. <laughs> huh. Well, they were just like posting pictures, like production pictures, like of gore effects. Oh, yeah. And apparently they were like so realistic they got banned or yeah. something. Yeah. Hmm. I'm sure some people were like, holy shit, look at these death things or what, you know. Like porn stars can like post. Right. Like fucking <laughs> like whatever on Twitter. Or, I guess, maybe they didn't age restrict or something. I don't uh-huh. know. But I remember they were just like, the uh, porn star wants to get her post like gifts of her getting screwed in the butthole. Screwed in the butthole. <laughs> that's uh, a thing. That's a group of words. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know what you mean, though. So, did you watch anything else, Jason? No, I, I, I bought the new Stephen King book this week, uh, The Institute, and is, I haven't gotten... Is he still churning out books? Yeah, not not quite the as many as he used to back mm-hmm. in his height, back in his cocaine days. Okay. Uh, but yeah, he puts at least, at least one book out a year, usually one book and some kind of short story thing. But yeah, he... He's still putting books out huh. fairly consistently. How many books has he written? Too fucking many. Now, I don't read all of his books, not even some of his classic books, mm-hmm. but I, you know, this one sounds kind of interesting to me, so I'm reading it, and I haven't gotten far into it so far, but it's it's pretty good. It came right. out this week, and it's already been bought for a TV show. Oh, wow. Yeah. <laughs> What's it called? The Institute. Okay. I feel, uh, like, I feel like at this point, pe- like producers are just like, Oh, Stephen King. Yeah. Stephen King's so hot right now. Oh, yeah. It's the, the King of Sons, as they're calling it now, because yeah. pretty much any, especially after the first It came out. How old is he? He's got to be in the 60s, maybe even the 70s. Yeah, he's got to be getting up there. Yeah. Yeah, well, cool. Yeah. Oh, I did watch one more movie. Have you ever heard of Lake Mungo? No. Does that ring any bells? No. It is an Australian movie. It's presented as a straight-up documentary okay and very convincingly so i had heard that it was like a basically a fake documentary but it was done so well that i had to like 20 minutes into it i had to look up like okay this is a a fictional story right and it is (laughs) but it's about this girl who drowns at a lake and her family is kind of tormented with grief and they discover that perhaps she's still alive and there's like a lot of footage like they set up cameras because weird stuff is happening in their house okay and it's extremely slow paced but has some legit creepy moments in it and it's played like a straight up documentary like i don't even think there's hardly any there's like background music but nothing over the top or yeah 
It's good though. Okay. Now, is, would you call it a found footage movie or just a, a, just, or a fake documentary? Just feels like a fake documentary, okay. pretty much. Okay. I didn't. But they do find footage. Oh, they <laughs> I do. mean, yeah, they're like, well, you know, we were letting the camera record last night in the hallway, and this is what we found, and like <laughs> some little subtle creepy thing will happen. But it's cool. I don't get to watch a lot of good Australian horror movies. Ausploitation flicks, they call them. Really? Yes. That's a thing. <laughs> All right. Ausploitation. There's even a section for it. We got to talk about Wolf Creek sometime. I don't know if I've ever seen Wolf Creek. No, what? I don't think I've watched the entire, like, from beginning to end. I, think I, I know I've seen pieces of it, but I don't ever think I've sat down and watched the entire thing. Okay. Yeah, we'll get my friend Kate on. She's from Australia. Really? She said she would love to come on and talk about Wolf Creek. Yeah. And who's that guy that's based off? Ivan oh, Milat. Millet, that, Millet. Sounds, that sounds right. Yeah. Think, yeah. Good movie. Yeah. The sequel's not bad either, surprisingly. I watched it one day thinking, like, oh, this is going to suck. There's a sequel? Yeah. Oh, I didn't even know there was and a sequel. And the guy that plays a villain in the first one comes back for the sequel. It's actually pretty good. Other than that, I haven't really watched a whole lot. So, well, you know what? I, I kind of burned through some movies lately. Yeah, but... I was about to say, it seems like he did, you know. Yeah. Considering, you know, you can't watch a movie every day. Well, hey, you, you edited the last episode. So, yeah, a little bit more free time. Finally had some free time. <laughs> Holy shit. So, have you seen the trailer for The Fanatic, John Travolta, Devon Sawa? Yeah, the, uh, the Fred Durst movie. Yeah, yes. Sorry. I've seen it, but I, I don't know. So, oh, you've seen the trailer, though? Yeah. Okay. So, reviews are starting to roll in. And a lot of footage is making its way onto YouTube. Okay. And it is like, it's on par with the room of like some of the dialogue that's oh just so gosh. like, just weird and like, who the fuck says this? <laughs> the first thing John Travolta says in that movie is, um, I can't talk long. I got to poop. That's like <laughs> the first thing he what? says in the movie. It's like, wow, oh. what a way to introduce your character. Wow. But there are some hilarious scenes i gotta watch the entire movie there's a scene where devon sawa devon sawa devon sawa is driving around in a car with somebody uh -huh. and he plays limp biscuit he's like you gotta listen to this band this is shit i grew up with oh, and <laughs> oh did, did fred durst write the movie too oh i'm sure he did god because he's directed yeah. a couple movies yeah didn't he do like the education of Charlie Banks or something. Yeah, and there was something, Jesse Eisenberg. Yeah, and there was something else he he directed to. I forgot exactly what it was. But the yeah. Nookie video. He directed most <laughs> of the Limp Biscuits. Uh, yeah, he did. <laughs> I remember when Limp Biscuit was a shit for a while there, back in seventh grade. Yeah, I mean they were they were huge. I listened to them. It's not like I can't look back. I'm like, oh, I always told them. No, I was definitely down with the biscuit. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> hey, three dollar bill, y'all. Still a pretty good album. I will say that. <laughs> Yeah, I, I just had to bring that up. We gotta watch that movie. Oh, I mean, there's there's John Travolta's in two back to back stinkers because that Gotti movie that John Gotti biopic. Oh yeah, I never <laughs> saw that. one. That one was also apparently like a god awful movie too. Have you ever seen his Instagram? No, it is incredibly awkward. Is it just him like it's at like, gyms at three o'clock in the morning trying to hit on dudes? He doesn't post that, but probably I'm sure <laughs> there's some of that going on. No, he'll just post like these cringy fucking dad videos like talking into the camera like hey everybody just want to say thanks for all your likes and comments it means a lot and he's just got that vacant dead behind the eyes look monotone voice it's like something's off with this dude 
<laughs> so yeah, check out John Travolta's Instagram if you want a good time. We'll, we'll follow. Maybe he'll follow us back. Yeah. <laughs> we'll hit him up on the spook house. They're like, hey, John, love to have you on. He's so weird, he might do it. Are you holding Kelly Preston hostage at this point? <laughs> this is why. <laughs> hey, apparently he has a thing for a male massage therapist. I've heard. I've heard. <laughs> I'd be like, hey, John, <laughs> come get on my table, bud. Please, oh, my gosh. If, I would be so happy. I don't care what time it happens. If that I wouldn't happens, be I so you, happy. <laughs> I need you to send me. Because I mean, every once in a while you said you've gotten like late. Like somebody's like trying oh, to get, well, I know, like try to like have sex with you, but like have like at twelve o'clock. Can I get? Oh jeez. Uh, well, as a male massage therapist, yes, I got some stories. <laughs> Actually, I have to ban a client. Um, I need to go ahead and ban them. It's, it's a story. I'll, okay. Yeah, it's we, fucking. We don't know when you get on the podcast. Yeah. 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 <laughs> so, Jason, how about a little bit of horror movie news? Oh. Anything happening? Lately? Oh, yeah, we got some, some news. So, Sid Haig fell ill recently. Yes, he did. I don't know if they really said exactly what the issue... I know he was, like, hospitalized, but they ever really said kind of what's going on? Yeah, it's been kind of kept under wraps. Yeah, exactly. You know, I didn't know if it kind of... And for those that don't know, Sid Haig played Captain Spaulding in The Devil's Rejects and House of Thousand Corpses. Yeah. Amongst other... Rob what? Zombie movies. Yeah, Rob <laughs> Zombie movies, basically. <laughs> So yeah, he is recovering, so his wife says, or his handler, or somebody. I think it's his wife. It's yeah, his, I, I believe it's his wife. On his, yeah, on his behalf, saying that he's doing much better. Well, hey, cool. Glad he's doing better. I met him. He's a nice guy. Yeah. Horrorhound weekend? Horrorhound weekend. Shit was lit. How much did he charge for his... Uh, Something reasonable, because this was before... Probably not anymore, though. It'll be $300 to speak to Mr. Tim Curry. Thank you. <laughs> so, yeah, he's doing better. All right. Also, since we're talking about Sid Haig, Three From Hell Blu-ray will be coming out in October, which I'm sure a lot of people are excited about. That's a quick turnaround, isn't it? Like, coming out in select theaters well, yeah, in I mean, a week? I'm assuming it's probably already, like, ready to go. And since it's only doing a Fathom, like, two-night event. Yeah. And that which is coming up, I think, Monday. Like, this mm, Monday. Okay. So, I mean, it's a bit of a quick turnaround, but, you know, they probably want to get out there for October. Mm-hmm. So, that'll be that. I don't know if I'll really ever watch it. That'll be much, that. <laughs> I don't have much interest in it. I know a lot of people do. But yeah, if this, were, their ranks. if this were 2007, I'd be like, oh, shit. All right. Okay. But like, it's I, not. Have you seen... Well, you've seen the trailer, of course. Yeah. I saw a scene with Sid Haig. Uh-huh. And I don't think he's going to be in the movie a whole lot. Like his, I don't know, something was off. He didn't have like the same spunk, you know, as his, as in Devil's Rejects. Yeah, yeah. I'll watch it. After 31, I was like, you know what, Rob? Yeah, you're going to have to earn it back after this one. I just, I can't. Yeah, 31 was pretty. Yeah, I'm just pretty like, and I've never been a big fan of his movies to start with. So I'm just like, nah. I still love House of a Thousand Corpses. I, I should maybe should try and rewatch that again. I yeah. haven't seen it in a long, long time. It's a good Halloween movie. It is set on Halloween. It I'll is. probably give it a rewatch. All right. So after the, also, Rob Zombie says, speaking of House of a Thousand Corpses, he says he would like to turn House of a Thousand Corpses into a musical. Well, yes, yeah, sort of. Like some reporter, he basically gave a whatever answer, like, yeah, you know, that that could be cool, you know. He said it's something he's had on the back burner for a while. He's never going to do it. Probably not. No. But 
It's... But it sounds cringy as shit. I'm not going to lie. I hate musicals. Do you like any... Are there any movies you watch that are musicals that you legit enjoy? There's I, a movie. It's I a horror can't. movie called Dead and Breakfast. That's kind of a musical I enjoy. I'm trying to think. I'm sure there are. That I, can, that I just can't think of right Anytime now. Anytime the, the singing starts, I'm like, see ya. All right. Yeah. <laughs> Like, I mean, lots of South Park episodes are essentially musicals. And I well, love those. Yeah. I like Team America. Team America's a musical. Sure. I like musicals, then. <laughs> I would love to see the Book of Mormon. That's for sure. Yeah, I definitely want to see that. So, I don't know if you heard about this one, Jason, but yeah. Resident Evil is kind of in a pickle right now. <laughs> <laughs> so, a stunt double for Mila Jovovich. Yes. She was in a horrific onset injury. Back when they were filming Resident Evil, the final chapter, no yeah. relation to the Friday the 13th. <laughs> Back in 2016, I believe, it says, the producers of the latest Resident Evil installment, the final chapter, are facing a graphic lawsuit from a stunt performer who suffered horrific injuries as a result of an onset motorcycle crash. Olivia Jackson, who performed stunts for Mila Jovovich's character Alice, says the 2015 crash was the result of producers elevating financial considerations over safeties. She said she was slated to shoot a fight scene, but at the last minute, she was asked to perform a dangerous and technically complex motorcycle scene in adverse weather. That scene involved speeding toward the camera on a motorcycle, which was supposed to be lifted by a crane before she reached it. Jackson says the crane operator didn't lift it in time and resulted with her slamming into the camera and slicing through the bone of her forearm and tearing the flesh off her cheek, leaving her teeth exposed. She also suffered from other catastrophic injuries, which caused her left arm to be amputated and to be put in a medically induced coma. So she got really fucked up in this. And it gets even worse. Well, I mean, as far as that goes, but I mean... Yeah, basically they told her husband while she was in the coma that they were going to pay for all her medical bills, but apparently that's not the case now. No. So, damn. She said that she would have bought more insurance on herself if she would have known what it was, which I'm sure is probably a thing uh-huh. that some people do all the time. But since she was assured that everything was covered due for any injury, she didn't. And now they're not paying, which I'm sure this is quite the medical expense for this going on. Yeah. I mean, she had to get her arm amputated and her face was all, on top of probably not being able to ever be a stunt person again. Yeah, and also crew member Ricardo Cornelius was killed during filming on the same movie and 16 background actors were injured in a previous installment. So, <laughs> so if you're a stunt performer, never work on a Resident Evil movie. That's what it sounds like. That's kind of what it sounds like. That's fucking terrible for her. Yeah. I mean, Jesus Christ. Can you imagine getting the skin ripped off your face and exposing your cheek? Or getting your bone cut? <laughs> yeah. Getting your left arm amputated yeah. over a fucking Resident Evil movie? <laughs> Have you seen them lately? Jesus Christ. That's that happened after the third one. I haven't seen any of the subsequent ones at all, I yeah. don't think. They're pretty bad. They are what they are, but hey, they make money. We talked about earlier. What, how much yeah. money did they make at the global like box office? $315 million. That's a success. <laughs> I have a feeling it's one of those series that's probably like super popular in like Japan or some shit. Yeah, I mean, you well, know? I mean yeah, it's a Japanese I, video game. I, I, so, yeah. I don't think it really has an American fan base. I bet it does fine here. I mean, yeah, it, you I, know, I mean $330 million worldwide is pretty decent. And I, I don't think these movies are super expensive to make. Compared yeah. to other like box office blockbusters, sure, you know it's probably like a seventy, eighty million dollar franchise, right? And then three hundred million—that's a success. 
Yeah, I guess but so. But of course, you're killing folks in the process. That's not a success. So, another little quick tidbit I have here. The Saturn Awards were last night. Oh, they were. That's right. What exactly are the Saturn Awards? They're like the genre movie Oscars. You know, you'll see like sci-fi movies. Because, you know, like horror movies and sci-fi movies, they're never really going to get much. Oh, from they don't get yeah. any praise from yeah, exactly. Oscars. You know, like, so, you know, every once in a while there might be some sort of horror movie. Like, like a get psychological out, thriller. You know, or Get Out. Or like Silence of the Lambs was when everything the year it was. Yeah. But usually nobody's going to give it That wasn't more. a horror movie, Jason. That was a elevated psychological thriller. <laughs> exactly. Yes. Yeah, that kind of stuff. God forbid these... Fucking uppity critics are, aren't like, hey, that was a really good horror movie. <laughs> so, anyways, Jamie Lee Curtis won the Saturn Award for Best Actress. Now, here were the nominees. Okay. We have Jamie Lee Curtis. Of course. As Laurie Strode in Halloween. Yes. Emily Blunt in Mary Poppins Returns. Tony Collette in Hereditary. Nicole yeah. Kidman in Destroyer. Brie Larson as Captain Marvel. My dog Scout is just having a good old time. He just discovered his Kong ball and he was like, yeah, Yeah, motherfucker. He's playing with his Kong ball. (laughs) All right. So Lupita Nyong'o from Us. Okay. Octavia Spencer from Ma. No, no, sorry, Octavia. Apparently that movie's awful. I've heard some pretty weak stuff about it, yeah. Yeah, I mean, Octavia Spencer is a good actress, but it looks like shit. Anyways, those were the nominees. Honestly, I figured Tony Collette would have won. That's what I was going to say. You know, that's. Because honestly, I think she should have been nominated for an Oscar for Hereditary. Yeah. Yeah. Easily. I mean, she killed it in Hereditary. Yeah. Um, I mean, Jamie Lee Curtis did fine in Halloween. I still bust out laughing when I think about the uh, bang, you're dead. I was thinking that, you know, that (sighs) Butters or that that, that tweak episode from South Park? Remember they get all the uh, the parents were like trying to you know protect their kids, uh-huh. and his parents were like, "You gotta let me in. You gotta let me in. I don't know who we are." And Tweak finally opened the door, and his parents had a gun. He was like, "Bang, Tweak, you're dead." <laughs> I never made that correlation, <laughs> but yeah, I remember that scene in Halloween 2018. It was cringy. Yeah, yeah, but she was fine everywhere else for the most part. And I'm not saying she didn't deserve a Saturn Award. I think Tony Clinton was a she. Uh... Deserved a nomination, but yeah, Tony Collette totally should have won that shit. Now, you said Emily Blunt for Mary Poppins. I figured it would have been Emily Blunt for A Quiet Place. Yeah, that would make yeah. sense. But hey, we're not part of the Saturn Awards. I never saw Ameri- uh, American Poppins. <laughs> <laughs> I never saw Mary Poppins, so. I did not either. Yeah. I saw the original. Yeah, I don't think I ever have either. Really? Is there singing in that? Yes. Yeah, yeah. Okay. That's why. <laughs> well, yeah, I probably started to watch it as soon as they broke out to the first song. I was like, I'm good. I'm good. You're that little kid who hated Disney movies, weren't you? <laughs> no, I liked a lot of good <laughs> Disney movies, actually. <laughs> oh, not really a Disney movie, but I did score a VHS copy of Dennis the Menace the other day. Holy shit. For like 25 cents. That's oh, a great movie. Nice. And it even has, like, the vouchers inside, like, mail this in and get $10 off the NES game. Really? Yeah. I'm, yeah, I love that. I, I love got, that movie. I found Go for a dollar the other day. You remember that movie that came out in the 90s? Yeah. I found it for a dollar on VHS the other day. I don't think I've ever seen that. It's really good. Hey, Dennis the Menace, do you know who directed it? No, I do not. Nick Castle. Holy shit. Who played Michael Myers in Halloween. I used to, oh, God. I watched that movie so many times when I was a kid. That's a great movie. <laughs> He also directed Major Pain. 
I did know that. Yeah. I did know that. You know, Dennis the Menace kind of has, kind of has some horror elements. Switchblade Sam is, I remember being kind of creeped out by him when I was a kid. The apple thing? Those fucking little, teeth. Like when little kids handing him the apple. An apple. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. God, I can't wait to rewatch that. Yeah. Well, Jason, anything else in the horror movie news? So, starting September 27th, they're re-releasing Halloween to theaters. All right. So, that'll be a good time for anybody to, you know, they have never seen the Halloween and want the experience. Uh, You've never seen the Halloween. The Halloween movie in theaters, (laughs) they want the experience. I saw it in theaters once, and it was a bad, very bad experience. Yeah, that's right. We talked about that. Yeah. Well, I looked up the theaters that's playing it, and there's one in Cary that's showing it. Which one? I don't know. Probably AMC, which is when I live right across the street from. Oh, okay. Yeah, so maybe. I might skip it. You know. I don't know. Man, I have seen it very recently. Yeah. For this podcast. I'm sure. I'll, for what? For this podcast. If oh. you, I don't know if you knew that. Well, I oh, yeah. It. I thought you said patio. Patio. <laughs> 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 that's what we're going to start calling podcasts. Yeah. The patio. So, yeah, look up where they're showing it. There's like a list that'll. Show if it's playing near you. And I think they're probably still adding theaters and stuff to it. Yeah, I'm sure they will. If you've never seen it in theaters, it's worth a watch. It definitely is. Yeah. Especially this time of year. And last little bit of news. So, Never Hike Alone. Have you you've seen this movie, haven't you? Or this show? The Friday the 13th fan movie? Yes. Uh, yes, I have. If you haven't watched that, it's on YouTube. It's like... Pretty decent, actually. It's really good. Yeah, it's like 45 minutes long. Maybe a little bit longer. You know, it's a Friday the 13th fan film with Jason Voorhees in it. Mm-hmm. And it's pretty, like I said, it's pretty good. It's pretty been pretty successful. They've announced that they're making a whole set of prequels. And the first one they're going to start filming soon is called Never Hike Alone in the Snow. All right, so the little bit here is in the months following Never Hike in the Snow, production will begin on three additional entries, Never Hike Alone 2, Never Hike Again, Never Hike Alone 3, Jason Takes Crystal Lake, and Never Hike Alone 4, The Final Hike. <laughs> <laughs> the last title just yeah exactly <laughs> each entry will continue where the previous left off and features a slew of horrifying kills at the hands of Jason Voorhees rather than attempting to fund and produce an entire feature we decided to break the acts into episodes that will range from 20 to 30 minutes each featuring its own crowdfunding campaign and self-contained budget okay so yeah I'll definitely you know he's he, I mean, he just posts it on YouTube. I mean, he's, I know he can't make it any money off of it. So he has to like constantly like either put it into the movie or like donate any of everything to charity. Mm-hmm. So he doesn't get sued by whoever Paramount or New Line or whoever owns the rights. Yeah, right that's now. right. So, hey, take what you can get, Friday the 13th fans. Yeah. It's probably going to be a minute before we get another movie. Yeah. Which is a total shame. Definitely. Um, yeah. I mean, if you want to look up like the whole lawsuit debacle you can google that we won't get into it yeah, but it's hey until lebron james comes along and finally <laughs> makes that friday the 13th movie he's been talking about yes that's a real thing it is well i'll watch it i will too never hike alone is pretty damn good it really is. had a cameo from tommy motherfucking jarvis uh, what was his name at he was he's in um return to living dead also uh I forget tom his name. matthews it sounds right? right i know the last name is matthews i think it's tom I matthews think, yeah yeah well, we he could makes Google it, it, but that's too much work. Yeah. <laughs> Pressing that G button. Yeah. Fuck it. I'll watch it. I definitely will. I don't know if I'll donate to the, the crowdfunding thing. I don't know if mm. I want to watch it that much, but yeah. hats off to him, you know? 
Yeah, can you imagine if the Halloween series was this tied up and legal shit, how yeah. frustrating that would be? Yeah. Mm. Fortunately for Halloween, it's never had that much issue, but there's been things. Yeah. Hey, apparently they just shot their first scene in Wilmington the other day. Nice. Apparently it was like a news reporter scene. Okay. Yeah. I read that and I was like, God damn it, I wish I'd live in Wilmington. <laughs> you left too uh, early. Yeah. Yeah, way too early. <laughs> That just about wraps up the horror movie news. Kind of a slow week, I guess. Oh, shit. Also forgot to mention, I found an Ernest three-pack sealed on DVD. Oh, shit. Which one? Ernest Scared Stupid, Ernest Goes to Jail, and I want to say Ernest, Ernest Goes to Camp. Those are the three like, best ones. Three best ones. <laughs> really, the only three ones yeah, watch. Well, I guess Ernest Saves Christmas is a lot of fun. Yeah. But so I was like, score. <laughs> yeah. Where'd you find it up? Some thrift store. I got you. Salvation Army. Like place. a book. Yeah, I paid, between that and Dennis and Menace, I think it was like 87 cents. I was like, fuck yeah. Here's a dollar, lady. Keep the change. All right, Jason. Well, you know, we had to do it. We had to talk about Halloween 3 because we, we, are, we are covering this damn series. We are completists, and we don't even mind to say that we didn't try our best because guess what? We did. Yeah. And while this might not fit into the series proper, mm-hmm. it's still Halloween 3. Yeah, and again, I know a lot of people love this movie, so, you know, I, I rewatched this with an open mind. I was like, all right, I'm going to set aside my thoughts since the first time I watched it and kind of try to forget that, yes, Michael Myers is not in this movie. Yeah. I'll try to keep an open mind when I watch it. He's got a couple cameos. Yeah, that's <laughs> right. They play Halloween throughout the movie. And occasionally. Dick Warlock is in this movie, too. Yeah, Dick Warlock is in this. And this was only a year after Halloween 2. Yeah. So he's already walking around the hospitals again. Yeah, and by the way, we're not going to do like a, you know, break it down top to bottom, like scene by scene. We're just going to kind of bullshit and talk about the movie. Yeah, yeah. You know, you know it would have been fucking hilarious if uh, they had drugged up Tom Atkins and just put him in a nightgown <laughs> and have him crawl around the hospital floor for like 80% of the movie. Especially if he had drugged himself up because he was the doctor on this. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> you want to keep in theme with Halloween too. There you go. <laughs> so I guess we can go over to the cast real quick. You want to know that? Sure. I know we got Mr. Tom Atkins. Yes, first we got Tom motherfucking Atkins in this movie. Yeah. Always great seeing him, especially in the 80s when he was just kind of like, peak tom atkins night of the creeps is his best for me yeah i mean i would say that too there's that creep show he's really good in which also came out the same year as this one did mm-hmm. made more money than this as well <laughs> uh you know he's in escape from new york a lot of john carpenter movies yeah uh, no john carpenter direct this but he'd produce it so yeah he is the main character a doctor with a drinking problem and scores at wheel apparently yeah, Tom Atkins is here to drink beer and fuck everyone. Like That's... he would not fare well in the Me Too era. I feel like he's just like he like sees an hour, like I should have married you, and he smacks right on the ass. Yeah, Tom Atkins, his uh, antics probably wouldn't quite fly in today's no. in today's climate. That's for sure. Yeah, he's he's like the shittiest fucking dad ever. Because <laughs> there's a one scene where he goes to see Nancy Loomis, Phil's favorite. So Atkins shows up and he's like. Hey, kids, how you doing? And he's like, all right, I got to go to the hospital. Yeah. He just like takes off. He's like, all right, see you, kids. And then like a few scenes later, he's buying a six-pack of beer and hops in the car with this other lady. He's like, all right, see ya. Go get my dick wet real quick. <laughs> oh, Jesus. See you on Father's Day. Go get my dick wet. 
Also, the female lead is Stacy Nelkin, who plays Ellie. Do you know anything about her personal life, Phil? She used to date Woody Allen. When she was 17 and he was 42. Wow. She Not said, surprised by She that. said Manhattan was uh, based on their relationship. Huh. Which is one of his, you know, most critically acclaimed movies. He's quite the uh, the problematic person these days. What is he up to these days? He still does like a movie every year, but he's not done. Because, well, his son was the one that boasted, that, that wrote that, that Me Too thing about the Weinsteins. Mm-hmm. His son was the one that wrote that article. I did not know that. His son with Mia Farrow. Okay. Yeah. She didn't do a whole lot, honestly. She was more of a character actor on TV shows. Uh-huh. She did like Chips and like an episode of Twilight Zone, the 80s Twilight Zone, The Waltons. But mm. she was never really a big actress. She and is also... I can see why. Yeah. She's... <laughs> now, granted, her character is written horribly, and she does not play it well either. You know, it's... She also now, on her third marriage, and is a relationship guru. Yeah, I saw that. I didn't look at any of her YouTube videos. Yeah, cause... when she made this, she was 23, and Atkins was 47. So, literally twice her age. <laughs> Bart. <laughs> Also, the movie's antagonist is Dan O'Hurley as Connell Cochran. He's, you know, actually Oscar-nominated for Robinson and Caruso in 1954. Mm-hmm. Grew up in Dublin, Ireland. Was also in Twin Peaks, which if you've never seen that, definitely. Have you ever watched Twin Peaks? I before? have not, no. The first, the first season's really good. The second season is, uh, but the first season is really good. Wasn't there, like, a huge gap of time in between the first and second season? No, but there's a huge, in the third season that came out like a couple of years ago. Yeah, isn't it like a continuation? Of... Yeah, it is, but it's okay because it ended in the, after the second season in like '92. Did David Lynch direct those? Mm-hmm. He wrote and direct, directed the even series. the new season. Yes, that's that was like all him. Yeah, that's one show I've just slept on. I it's, keep hearing good things. Yeah, give the first season. First okay. season's great. Cool. He's also the old man in RoboCop. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> Great movie. Yeah. Of this movie, he said, I got to play a Cockney accent. Or no, a, uh, what was it? Yeah, Cock accent. Uh-huh. And he said... Cock accent? What was it? Pretty sure it's not Cock accent. That's what they say over there. <laughs> it might be. I've never heard the term Cock accent, though. Anyway, he said he had fun playing the role, but this movie is not good at all. That was, that was yeah. from his words. Well, even the director, Tommy Lee Wallace, admitted admittedly said like the movie should not have been called Halloween 3 and it pissed off a lot of people yeah. it should have just been called Season of the Witch but even then it shouldn't have even been called that because there's no witch in it but no, there's really you know, a witch mask that's but still don't call it Halloween 3 no i just don't consider this a halloween movie i really don't either you know it's just i get what they were trying to do really us and it could have worked maybe well, maybe not then because nobody had access to like internet, or it was all just kind of magazines at that time. Yeah. And if you didn't know Michael Myers wasn't in this movie, and you went in thinking that Michael Myers was in this movie, that would be pretty. Well, they fucked up big time because they did not advertise this in any way that hey, Michael Myers isn't in this. Yeah. Which, if you want to present a movie without Myers in it, cool. But you can't just lead on the audience. Yeah. The old bait and switch is kind of shitty move. Yeah. Especially after Halloween 2 has already existed. If you wanted to switch this into an anthology type of thing, you should have just made Halloween and this would have been Halloween 2. And 
that would have made sense. You can't make two movies with Michael Myers in it. Maybe if they even put like Halloween Presents, you know, Season the Witch. Yeah. Maybe that would have been a little bit better and not put Halloween 3. Just put Halloween Presents, Season the Witch. And that's it. Maybe then it could have been a little permissible. Sure. If they want to do like the anthology route, just keep going Halloween Presents, Season the Witch. Then next year they'll put Halloween Presents. It came from the swamp or whatever. Uh, yeah. <laughs> you know, I think no, then I know it wouldn't mean. have been as bad. And it could have been interesting to keep, you know, a different Halloween movie every year. Mm-hmm. That could have been interesting, but it, this movie just sank that real quick. Yeah, I agree. Uh, did you want to hit on some more cast members there? Yeah, I got some other thing. Uh, yeah. So Marge Gutman, who was the lady who got the laser in her mouth. That's right. Who was married to Tom Atkins at exactly. the time. Exactly. She yeah. was married to Tom Atkins. And she got the role because she knew Adrian Barbeau, huh. who was married to old J.C., I did not know that. Yes. Man, the Halloween movies, they really are just like a, I don't want to say incestual. Yeah. You know, it's just all like, the same people. Yeah, everybody's banging everybody, everybody's <laughs> friends. Yeah. Like, this person got the role because they know this person. Yeah. She didn't really do a whole lot. She had a leading role in the show Phyllis, which is a Mary Tyler Moore spinoff. Uh-huh. But outside of that, it was like really like nothing. Her depth is pretty fucking gruesome in this like yeah like and i remember that uh scene because when i was little mm-hmm. i remember i was at like there was like a bunch of people over at somebody's house my parents friend's house and they uh-huh. all had kids and the teenagers were upstairs watching this movie and the younger kids were just kind of outside in the backyard playing around and they were all disappointed because michael myers was well i don't know about all that <laughs> but it's probably very true <laughs> i remember walking up into the the room where they were in and like as soon as i walked in this scene happened and i ran uh-huh. outside because it scared me to death it is a pretty <laughs> kick-ass death scene. I do have to say that. The death yeah. scenes in this movie are really good. Say what you want about this movie. It does have some good death scenes. Yes. When the Dick Warlock sneaks into the guy's room and like pulls out his fucking nose or Dick something. Dick Warlock's the one who rips the guy's head off. Oh, That's okay. Dick Warlock. Yeah. Oh, okay. I thought it was him that was walking through the hospital. No, no, no. Uh, he, he's not the one that... That's did. right. This guy had a normal-sized head. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, old Dick. Yeah, his... <laughs> When he ripped off the guy's head, that was pretty fucking cool. I do pretty, have to say that. Although it looked kind of uh, kind of weird at first when he made him get on his knees. And I was like, oh, yeah. Oh, these guys are about to double team this dude to make a point or something. Yeah, he like grabs his head. He's like, oh, he's like trying to pull it off. It's yeah. Like, is this guy like face fucking this like, guy this in is... the parking lot? <laughs> Despite everything, does have some pretty cool deaths. When the kid puts on the pumpkin mask and it turns to bugs and snakes. Like, that scene is... I've always... I haven't really remembered a lot from this movie, because it's been probably 12 years since I've seen it last, Mm -hmm. but I will always remember that. You know, they're in that... The small room, Uh and then they put the the pumpkin head on that kid's head, and then it just, like, turns to bugs, and a snake just comes rolling out of there. Yeah, the snake bites. Snake bites the dad. I have a Halloween confession to make. Okay. I didn't watch this movie until one year ago. Really? Yes. Did it just make you that upset? <laughs> Did you just like walk by it for like 30 years and just be like, God, God damn it. God. That's fucking abomination. My goddamn franchise. Oh, God. You know, maybe not exactly like that, but... <clears throat> Something like that. In your life, how many times do you like walk by somewhere or seen it on TV and see Halloween 3 and just go, <sighs> Well, I just, I never wanted to buy it on DVD growing up because I yeah. knew Michael wasn't in it. Yeah. And then I just not seen it for so long. I was like, well, fuck it. I'm just not going to watch it. <laughs> 
And last year I bought the Halloween series on Blu-ray and I was watching all of those and I was like, all right, I'll watch this one. And I was <laughs> like, wow, that was bad. <laughs> <laughs> and that was pretty much all the yeah. the cast. Yeah, okay. <laughs> back to the movie. Yeah, yeah back like, to the movie. <laughs> uh, like you said, Nancy Loomis, she had a, a bit part. Yeah. She was Tom Atkins' sure ex-wife. Was this her last movie? I think it was. I think she had some like some TV show or something in like the nineties, or not a TV show, but I think she did like a directed television movie. Mm-hmm. But outside of that, I don't think she really did anything. Well, else. she was pregnant while she was filming this with Tommy Lee Wallace's baby. Oh snap! Who directed the movie? He did. He also did the voiceover work for the commercial. Yeah, that's right. And you also hear his voice in the fog, I believe. I think so too. Yeah. And you also hear old Jamie Lee Curtis on the megaphone for the curfew part. That's right. And you also hear Tom Atkins fart in two scenes. No, I'm <laughs> You remember when we were at the uh, Carolina Fear Fest? I do. And one of the trivia questions was like, how many times does Jamie Lee Curtis appear in the Halloween series? Uh-huh. And I forgot the actual number. It was like, yeah. you know, she's in one, two, H2O, Resurrection... 2018 so it's five right yeah so in my head i was thinking the answer is five but the guy was like "Ooh, it's actually six she appears in halloween three as an operator or whatever yeah if that had been me on the stage i'll be like oh bullshit (laughs) (laughs) do you also include her picture in halloween four yeah exactly right i would have pulled that one on him (laughs) like hold up buster that's not right easy slow your roll there buster rhymes yeah (laughs) yeah I'm coming for that title next year, though. <laughs> so, Jason, I hear that there was quite the drama brewing behind the scenes within the Halloween world. Yeah. Well, after this one, Mustafa Akkad, mm-hmm. the producer in charge. Of pre- all the previous Halloweens. I think, what, Resurrection was the last one he was, because he died shortly thereafter. He died in 2005, so yeah, that would make sense. Yeah, so, yeah, he died before the Rob Zombie Halloweens came out. Yeah, and then, but at that point it was Malika Cat or yeah. Malika Cat. He doesn't want to see those. Yeah. <laughs> Anyways, so believe it or not, John Carpenter was still somewhat dedicated to the Halloween franchise even after this one came out. And Mustafa Akkad said, "Hey, we're going to do another one." Yeah, but Michael Myers is going to have to be in it. Which after this one, I mean, this movie did not. I think it did like fourteen million dollars. It was made for two point five. Gross fourteen and a half million. Yeah, I mean Friday the Thirteenth Part Three came out this year and it did much better. Creep Show did much better. Poltergeist mm. came out the same year and it did much better. After this movie, they I guess they wanted to do a back to basics kind of thing. And yeah. Can Films, who were a production company, kind of a they were responsible for all those eighties Chuck Norris movies. Uh, Texas Chainsaw Massacre Two was a Canon Films movie. Oh, okay. uh, Breaking and Breaking Two Electric Boogaloo was a Canon <laughs> or Canon Films. I don't know what those are. You never seen? Or, nope. Okay. Well, they're breakdance movies in the eighties. Oh shit! Yeah. I need to watch those. Yeah. Uh, and my favorite John Claude Van Damme movie, Bloodsport, Canon Films. Oh shit! Yes. John Claude Van Damme, I'm here to kick some ass. <laughs> Which apparently he got that role by like seeing the producers and like doing kicks in the side street. <laughs> <laughs> or you tell that son of a bitch by saying I'm going to kick his ass so hard. <laughs> Can we just do Street Fighter every episode? So hard. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I want to do. You know what? Welcome to the John Claude Van Damme podcast. 
where we just break down a different John Claude Van Damme movie. JPCD cast. Double Impact. Right. Wasn't that the one with Dennis Rodman? He did Double Impact and Sudden Sudden Death. Yeah, that was... <laughs> oh, the, yeah. God bless. Anyways. Yes. Back so, to the Mustafa Akkad drama. Ken came to uh, Mustafa and John Claude Van... Not, sorry. John Carpenter. And they wanted to make another Halloween movie. And they wanted to have Michael Myers in it. And uh, Carpenter was like, well, okay. So he had Dennis Etchison, who was the guy who did the novelizations for part two and three. Mm-hmm. And he sat down with them. They wrote a script for part four that was not used. And the script kind of involved a more, kind of like a new nightmarish kind of thing. Okay. Where like, a, I believe it revolved around Lindsay Wallace and Tommy. Tommy. Okay. Well, you say part four. What do you... Halloween part four. So they, they, they finished Halloween three and they yes. decided to get on with part four. Oh, I got you. And that's when the breakup happened kind of oh, after this okay. one. Oh, okay. So this is all post-Halloween three release. Uh, Post-Halloween three release, but pre-Halloween four. Gotcha. And this is why there's mm-hmm. a huge thing. Why it's like six years after this one make Halloween four. Yeah. 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 And Which just, needed to happen. Yeah. This series needed to, like, hey, everybody, let's... Go our separate ways. Yeah. Let's let some fucking time pass. Yeah, Mustafa, I think he produced two other horror movies that did not go over well. Hmm. And so he wrote this movie with Dennis Etchison. Uh-huh. Mustafa, I was like, no, because this was very much, he wasn't a flesh and blood, he was more of a spirit of Haddonfield. They had banned Halloween completely. Mm-hmm. And Dennis Etchison said, basically, when you try to suppress something, it only reaches its head even more. And that was the kind of the crux of this script. Mustafa's read the script, hated it, and refused to produce it. And at that point, Johnny Carpenter and Deborah Hill sold all their shares in the Halloween franchise. And gotcha. Saturday, they were like, they're done. Well, so there's some bad blood. Well, there was some bad blood between yeah. JC and Mustafa, right? Yes. Uh, well, he, he felt like, even after he sold his shares, that there was like back money uh-huh. that he never really got compensated for from yeah. the first three essentially uh-huh. and even when he, he was asked to do h2o he was like i'll do it for 10 million dollars that's right which is what he felt was money that he deserved back from the, the yeah, start of the franchise that was kind of his way of saying well, fuck you yeah, if i'm exactly. gonna do it you're gonna pay me yeah and he he doesn't really talk about like what happened he just says mustafa basically fucked me out of money but mm-hmm. especially now since he's dead he really doesn't talk about it yeah because <laughs> that's just kind of hey, don't talk ill of the dead yeah it's just kind of in poor taste but that was kind of the breakup. John Carpenter would be like, "Fuck you," <laughs> just like smoking a bong here, just like, "Man, Look him, Mustafa Akkad, man, dude's I a could, dick, bro." Dude, I've Fuck got him. some fucking stories to tell. <laughs> I could actually see John Carpenter smoking a bong at seventy, however fucking old. And he, is. he does. He said he smokes weed and does scores. Like, yeah, yeah. Dude's got it made. Goes yeah. to Lakers games. Yeah. But yeah, that was kind of the what broke up the band. Essentially, was. Steve John Carpenter had his idea. Mustafa Cat was like, "No, nah, he's Michael Myers has to be a flesh and blood killer." Yeah, you know, now that I think about it, on Halloween Four, really nobody from the original Halloween posse, no, other than Mustafa producing it, really came back. I mean, Alan yeah. Howarth did do the music for it. Yeah, and I mean, Dean Cunney even was a cinematographer part for Part Three. Yeah. So yeah, I mean, but after the three, everybody was like, well, "This is just not." working out how he thought it was going to. To my understanding, Nigel Neal wrote the original script for mm-hmm. Halloween 3. For Halloween 3, yes. And Tommy Lee Wallace 
kind of did a, a rewrite of the drafts. Well, our boy Dino De Laurentiis insisted on more violence. He was one of the producers on this movie. Yeah, and the script, from all accounts I've read, was very. It was more like supernatural and sort of atmospheric as yeah. opposed. They wanted like more graphic violence because that was what was popular at the time. Yeah, and I gotta say, I think it was the right call to add some of this stuff because personally, like my favorite parts are just some of the death scenes. And yeah, they're the score does some interesting stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah, either way, I think it was the right call. To, yeah, to redo the script. And of course, when he saw the finalized gear, uh, Nigel was it yeah, Nigel Neal. Nigel Neal, he he, he withdrew from yeah. it. You know, for the record, Urban Yablons was. The only one that was like against not having Michael in it. It was like, this is a bad idea. <laughs> I'm going to go put on my cowboy hat. So, Jason, what are your pros of this movie? Pros of this movie, I do still like, it does still have that Dean Cundy, John Carpenter sort of atmospheric vibe to it. Yes, the lighting is, everything looks cool. Yeah, it really it does. It has that classic Dean Cundy, John Carpenter, early 80s look. Yes. Which I love. And I like. It, yeah. And it kind of has the feeling of a John Carpenter movie. Yeah. I mean, he's still very much involved. He was producing on this one still. Him and Deborah Hill. Yeah. yeah. And the soundtrack does some interesting stuff. I think it's a little too cartoonish at times. Like some of the, you know, like a little jump scare will happen. It'll be like, <laughs> Yeah. I mean, I really enjoy the score. Too. I like it better than Halloween 2 score. I love the intro score when, uh, you know, the intro of the movie. Yeah, it's just kind of ominous, synthy kind of music. I also like the uh, the pumpkin, like the digitized pumpkin this time. I thought that was a nice kind of like throwback to the original too. Yeah, I never really put that together, but well, you've only seen it two times. Yeah, sure. <laughs> I like the intro. That's yeah. <laughs> now the there, following ninety-eight it. minutes. What there, did you? There, I said that. So yeah, I, I really like the score. The death scenes in this movie, again, we've talked about it a little bit. Yes. They're really, really great, you yeah. know? Man, it, it, even if this were completely separate from the Halloween series, for me, it's just, I don't know. It's, See, it's boring, kind of. It's, it's not a bit tedious. Yeah, it's not a slasher movie at all. It's a, a pod person movie, you know? Yeah. And you can tell they're trying to kind of do a throwback to the invasion of the pod people. That was Invasion of the Body Snatchers. Invasion of the Body Snatchers. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. As soon as I said that, I was like, that doesn't feel right coming yeah. out of my mouth. <laughs> well, Tom Lee Wallace was a big fan of that movie. Well, that was a sense. 50s movie. And yeah, actually, have you ever seen it? I have not. It's really good. And the very last scene is a tribute to Definitely. that movie. Yeah, exactly. And I do like the very end of this movie a lot. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, with Tom Atkins saying, stop it! Stop it! Yeah. I mean, Stop it's, it's very like. All Who's right. he talking to, by the way? I was wondering about who. President of TV. That's <laughs> we're talking about pros right now, oh, not okay. cons. The overall feeling of the movie where well, he loses, I like that. Some but... of the pros are cons, in a way. <laughs> They're like so cons or pros. So, <laughs> did he just like dial like? Yeah, operator, uh, get me the president of television. Like, hey, you got to. You gotta take this show off the air, it's gonna kill everybody. Across all time zones. Yeah, across all time zones. <laughs> but yeah, I do like that he loses in the end. But kind of makes me ask some questions, though. Like, uh, does every kid die? Mm-hmm. Why does every kid have to die? I'm still not sure about what his the Dan O'Hurley's end goal was with this. Other than at one point he says, a practical joke. Yeah, well, for those that... I'm. Sure you do know, but if you don't, he's the evil Irish toy maker 
And he's making these evil masks, and his plot is to kill all the kids, and he's harnessing power from one of the stones from Stonehenge. And, yeah. When Tom Atkins asked him how he got that stone, oh, he yeah. says, Stonehenge, we had a time getting it here. You wouldn't believe it. Uh-huh. I'm like, that's the laziest fucking explanation I've ever yeah. heard in my entire it's fucking like, life. So do you want, like, I got time. You want to explain? Yeah, I would have been <laughs> like, I would have been happier if they just walked by the Stonehenge. Like, yeah, we got that from Stonehenge. And yeah. I would have been like, I would have been much happier with that explanation. I've been like, <laughs> acknowledging like, oh yeah, we got that. It wasn't hard. But yep. anyway, back to my Bond like villain speech. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Amazon Prime. <laughs> Love <laughs> yeah. it. Oh yeah. Two day shipping. Yeah. Got this bad boy here in like two days. <laughs> So the theme of this movie, all right, what do you think of the happy, happy Halloween? Oh, it's, I've been singing it in my head ever since I watched it. <sighs> they play it 14 times in this movie. That's three more times than PJ Soul says totally in Halloween. So Holy shit. That's a lot. That's a lot. Totally. Totally. <laughs> I think that's the number of times she says it. I brought it up in the first episode you did. of Halloween. But anyways, they play it quite a bit. If you like the song... Boy, they'll play it in a few minutes again. Don't worry. <laughs> well, anything else you like about this movie? Uh, some of the gross stuff again. I like it. I kind of mm-hmm. like the the android stuff a little bit. You mm-hmm. know, where he's like punching out, and they've got this yellow goo ooze stuff. That I was orange it, juice. Is that what it was? Mm-hmm. I like from concentrate kind of thing because it's kind of I guess. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah they kind of reminded me of uh, you know the very last battle Tom Atkins and. Um, Ellie, is that her name? Yeah. When she turns into a robot. It reminded me of Austin Powers, the Fembots. <laughs> Machine gun jubblies. How did I miss those? <laughs> yeah, I guess some of the android stuff is pretty cool. And like I said, when Dick Warlock rips the dude's head off, pretty badass. It's pretty badass, yeah. Yeah. And some of the, the dialogue is like so awkwardly cringy, I just laugh at it. Like, yeah. Hey, man, can I have some of that liquor? I know this is a heavy bottle. I ain't got no diseases. Yeah. There's a lot of pretty pretty rough dialogue in this. <laughs> now, what do you think about them occasionally showing Halloween throughout the movie? I go back and forth on it. Sometimes like, that's just fucking dumb. Then I'm like, well, you know, why not? But then I'm like, that's still fucking dumb. Can you imagine seeing this movie in theaters and you're already pissed off that it's not a Michael Myers movie? Yeah. It's kind of like rubbing it in your face like, Oh, yeah. yeah. You remember this movie? Yeah. yeah. This guy's not in it. Anyways, back to the yeah, uh, watch a evil mask movie. maker plot. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, it's, it's so weird because, like, now with internet and the way trailers give away fucking everything, you could kind of get away with this, like, a movie, but, like, mm-hmm. Halloween, Michael Myers is in this, but it's still a good movie. Yeah. But in, like, 1980, in the early 80s, or 80s at all, they're not going to know that this, is a Hall- this didn't have Michael Myers in yeah, it. this is pre-internet. Yeah. So unless somebody saw this movie and was like, hey, I'm going to see this. Yeah. Michael Myers is not in it. You're going to feel really fucking hoodwinked about that. Yeah. What's up with the dates popping up throughout this movie? It's like, <laughs> at the very beginning, it's like October 24th or whatever, like eight, eight days. I think it's eight days until Halloween is when it starts. Yeah, but, and then it's like the next scene, one hour later. <laughs> like, oh, thank you. I thought it was two hours. I didn't know if it was 30 minutes or two hours. Thank I, I you feel for... like the cutaway would have been enough passage of time for us to be like, <laughs> <Yeah>. hey. <laughs> oh, okay. Oh, we got it. And then every day it's like, Tuesday. <laughs> okay. You know, they even say October 31st. They don't even say Halloween on the screen. No, they didn't. That was their shining moment. 
They, I felt like they were leading up, like, oh man, I can't wait to drop the words Halloween on the screen. Yeah. It was like October 31st. Even like on okay. the first one, it said October 31st, then it slowly leaks into Halloween. Yeah. Maybe they could have done that, but no. Do you know who the original director was? No, who was it? Joe Dante of Gremlins fame. Oh. Uh, that would have been interesting. It would have been. I do like some Joe. Because he also wanted Joe Dante to direct Halloween 4 when John Carpenter That's was still right. on. Yeah. Yeah, John Carpenter. He must really like Joe Dante. Well, Joe Dante was pretty big in the 80s. I mean, he's got... Yep. I mean, The Howling's really good. Gremlins is really good. Matinee is a really good movie, if you haven't seen that. And the first Piranha movie is a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. Like, Joe Dante was pretty good in the 80s. You know, <laughs> he hasn't done much recently. Although, I think he's doing that anthology movie that came out, like Nightmares, Nightmare Cinema. Huh. I think he directed one of those. I think he could have handled this material pretty well. He's yeah. good at doing, like, kind of batshit crazy not take it too serious sort of stuff. Yeah. Not saying Tommy Lee Wallace did a bad job. I really like Tommy Lee Wallace. This is a poor Um, script. It's a poor script. It's not entirely his fault. No. But I mean, if he wrote and directed it, it kind of, kind of is. Well, saying that he, even he said that like, them saying that he wrote the movie is not accurate. Oh, I guess because Writer's Guild is kind of a, picky about how, who can get credit for stuff. Yeah, because Nigel Neal, well, he said that, 60% 60% of the movie you see is Nigel Neal's original script, and yeah. the rest is basically John Carpenter rewriting it, and I guess Tommy Lee Wallace? I don't know. Hey, somehow he got the sole writing credit for it. Yeah, which isn't entirely accurate. And I'm sure producer... Um, Mustafa Akkad doesn't seem like a hands-off kind of producer. Yeah, <laughs> he seems like the kind of guy you don't want to work for. Yeah, and, like, hey, can you back off, let me do my fucking job, yeah. Mustafa? And uh, Dino De Laurentiis also seems kind of similar to that kind of thing. Yeah. You know, so I'm sure there was lots of uh, foot dragging from the producers on that one, too. So, since this movie is, it kind of talks about uh, the mythology of Halloween and everything, I thought I'd do a little research into the history of Halloween. Okay. And, like, what's up with (laughs) jack-o'-lanterns? What's up you with Jack Lantern? Do you can you do you know why? What's up with Jack Lantern? I do know what's up with Jack Lanterns. Drop a little deets on us. Jack o'-lanterns come from a legend. From this guy named Jack O'Lantern. Seriously? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Who was spared by the devil. It's one of those stories. Oh, okay. And he was given an ember from hell to carry for life. So he hollowed out a turnip and put the ember in there and walked around with it. So the kids started carving turnips and putting candles in them. And now, obviously, that's like a old tell or something. Yeah. How it exactly evolved into like modern day is kind of up for debate i guess the history of halloween really began with the celts spread across europe okay now october 31st celebrates the end of the harvest season it's also the celtic new year and it marked a time between years when the ghosts of the dead walked the earth a time when the veil between life and death was the thinnest okay and to celebrate this time people used to light bonfires to drive the spirits back by the way, bonfires come from the term bone fires because they used to burn the bones of animals. So that's where hmm. bonfire comes from. Huh. So, of course, the Catholic Church, they frowned upon these rituals. Oh, you know. Because, you know, there, if there's one thing the Catholic Church does not like, it's weird rituals and, no. and you know, weird history. Yeah. You know, hey, fucking kids, thumbs up. Getting stuff, drunk. Getting super drunk. <laughs> yeah. No, sir. <laughs> Catholic Church was like, mm-mm. Now, the Vatican 
started a new holiday. Okay. All Saints Day on November 1st. That was kind of like their response okay. to Halloween. So All Saints Day was known as Hallow Moss. Hallow means holy or saintly. Halloween became All Hallows Eve, which morphed into Halloween. Okay. So that's where that comes from. Now, the holiday came to America with the Irish during the Irish Potato Famine of 1840. And this is where a lot of the traditions kind of came into play. Okay. Bobbing of apples, the wearing mask. Now, during the 30s, Halloween traditions were essentially acts of vandalism. Like, it was kind of a big problem. Like, kids would just tear up shit every Halloween. And trick-or-treating started out essentially as an extortion deal. Like, give (laughs) us treats and we won't fuck up your house. (laughs) So... Yeah, and, and I can see like a, a eight year old with a hammer be like, "Hey, hey, you know uh, the deal." Yeah, yeah, pretty much. And a nineteen thirty nine article in American Home first used the term "trick or treat." So yeah, that's kind of like a rough outline of the history of Halloween. Okay. Uh, also, I did kind of like how this movie brought some Halloween roots. You know, talk about some of the Halloween. Yeah, I mean, well, it's basically all Irish tradition. Yeah. So, And there's plenty of Irish stuff in this movie. There are a lot of Irish folk in Northern California, you think? I don't know, apparently so. <laughs> the Dublin Inn. <laughs> <laughs> Let me ask you a question. Okay. What was your favorite part of this movie? Now, I know you said you didn't like this movie pretty much at all. What was your favorite part of this movie? Was there a part or a couple things? Some of the visual aspects were really cool. Like uh-huh. that whole montage of um, showing like every town across America the night before, well, the night of Halloween. Uh-huh. You know the shot, it, I think it was in like Phoenix, Arizona. There was like the red sky. Yeah, and like kids, Dayton, Ohio. And... Yeah, and like the kids walking along the hill and you, they were all backlit by the orange sky. That yeah. looked fucking great. Yeah. So there were some really cool shots like that. The death scenes were pretty cool. The score was good. Not my favorite score ever, but I am not a big fan of this movie. Halloween 3 score, <laughs> Halloween 2 score. Which one did you prefer? Oh, Halloween 2. Really? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, for sure. I think I actually like this one a little bit better. Really? Yeah. It's understandable. I got you. A lot of people do. What did you think of his Bond-like villain speech when he had uh, Tom Atkins tied to the table, to the chair? Pretty fucking awful. <laughs> and uh, speaking of Tom Atkins... As much as I like Tom Atkins, there were a few scenes where it was like, he is phoning this in. <laughs> <laughs> I can't tell you which specific scenes, yeah. but there were times where you could just tell he was like, looked like they were on like take 42. <laughs> <laughs> he was like, hey. <laughs> I love when he threw the mask on the camera on his first try. Like, Yeah, apparently they did that take like a shit ton of times to get it right. But <laughs> Yeah, that was great. funny. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, he turns into James Bond all of a sudden, crawling through air vents and shit, and going up ladders. Are air ducks really that big? Like, you see in movies all the time, especially like Die Hard. Are they really that big? I guess some of them are. Yeah, well, I guess it's a huge building like that, like yeah. a big factory. I will probably never watch this again, not okay. going to lie. <laughs> Can you imagine being that one Jehovah's Witness kid who's always made fun of for not celebrating Halloween, and then, sur- and then surviving this entire thing because you're not celebrating Halloween and you're not wearing a mask? Hey... I didn't even think about that. Yeah. It's the one time where that religion makes sense. <laughs> <laughs> what are Jehovah's Witnesses? I mean, they're Christians. They're like Mormons or whatever. I mean, yeah, they're still Christians. It's just like a, a subsect of... They're like Christians mixed with a little bit of Mormonism. I, I, I haven't done a whole lot of 
you know. What did they witness? You know, I've always had that Jehovah? same question. <laughs> did they sing to them? They sing Jehovah. I sing to them. <laughs> but yeah. Sounds cool. Sign me up. Let's do it. <laughs> Dude, I had some of those people come to my door the other day. Really? Well, yeah, Scout starts barking, and I'm like, who the fuck is that? Like, they start walking up the steps. I'm like, I, I'm not interested. Sorry, guys. I, I hate to be a dick to them. Like, yeah, they're just trying to do their thing. Yeah, and they're like, here, take this flyer. I'm like, okay. what? <laughs> it was a good chuckle. <laughs> so Was it the, what, the watchtower? Was that what it was? I don't know. Uh-huh. You immediately threw it in the trash can, didn't you? Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> hey, man, they're just trying to figure it out like the rest of us. That's true. Yeah. Whatever. Whatever makes you happy. Well, hey, they're going to survive Halloween 3 season. That's right. I thought you were going to say, like, what if, uh, like, a Jehovah's Witness kid, like, rebelled against his family? He was like, you know what? I'm going to watch a Halloween movie. I'm just going to watch one. He's like, all right. uh, (laughs) Just pick one out of the... uh, Halloween 3. Sounds good. Halloween (laughs) 3. I've heard a lot about this Michael Myers guy. (laughs) Let me see what this is all about. Yeah. Do you think there's any realm where this could have worked, like a turn this into an anthology series, the way they had done it? Yeah, if they had done it, you know, put it in Halloween 2's place and do it immediately after the original. Yeah. And not put out two movies called Halloween. I just think it was kind of a bad idea. Yeah. Is there any other series that has done that? Completely changed? Yeah, I don't think there is. I guess Friday the 13th Part 2 kind of did it, but it's still a slasher movie and it still takes mm. place in the same timeline, but they changed who the killer was. But it's nowhere near like this. Maybe The Collector, because that's kind of a Saw spinoff. Huh. But even still, that's not a complete I, change. I typed in movies that pissed off audiences, and Halloween Resurrection was in the lineup. Not this movie. I guess because they advertise like, hey, Jamie Lee Curtis is in this, and they oh, kill yeah. her off. Immediately. And- I'm kind of looking forward to that one <laughs> in some sick, like, because we haven't done weird a weird way. Well, I guess this is kind of a bad movie, but we haven't really yeah. done any. And I, by the way, folks, I think this is the only one where we're just kind of bullshitting about the movie. We're yeah, gonna, you know, Halloween Four, its own. Yeah, so we'll, we'll go back. We'll, we're going to go back to the normal format. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna have like fucking ten pages of notes again. So. Well, anything else to add, Jason? So, on a 1 to 10 scale, what do oh, you Oh, 1 it? to 10 scale. I didn't even do this. Well, let's see. I gave Halloween 2 a 6. Mm-hmm. I'll give this one a 5. Really? You're you on that high on it? I know, man. I, I was like, I want to be generous. I was about to give it like a 3, but I don't know. I really like Tommy Lee Wallace and the whole Halloween crew behind it. Yeah. Tom but, Atkins. Dean Cundy. Yeah. But how did you not know this was just going to backfire fucking big time? <laughs> like, you had to have known. So it's kind of hard to feel bad for him. But I'll give him a five. Yeah, why not? I'll give it a four. Yeah, that's fine. I'll give it a three. No, I'll, <laughs> I'll stick with a five. I'll give it a four and a half for uh, Atkins' mustache. It does look good. It does look good. That nice, thick, blonde mustache. You don't see those anymore. You yeah, don't see blonde it looks mustache. like the brawny man. <laughs> <laughs> well, Jason, I think we're going to call this one today. We have talked all about Halloween 3. Halloween 3. Yeah. If you love it, let us know. Please do. Tell us. Please hit us up on what's the uh, email address. Well, I don't think anybody sent us an email. 
other than our buddy Josh Gunn. He <laughs> keeps harass- He sent another one. He, just he told me. Keeps harassing. He was like, hey, do you check the Gmail? I was like, no, nah, Phil does that. <laughs> he was like, oh, he probably hates me, doesn't he? I was like, you know, I can't say if he does no, or not. <laughs> you amuse me, Josh. <laughs> I, get, so I get like a little notice that says, Josh Gunn has... Re-. I was like, all right, what's he talking shit about now? Yeah, I'm going to let you start replying to him. <laughs> <laughs> no, we appreciate you, Josh. Yeah. And we appreciate anybody else listening. You know, hit us up on Instagram. Talk some shit. Talk some shit. All right. Well, next week, damn, I'm excited because we get to talk about Halloween 4. Halloween Quattro. Looking forward to it. It's it's one of the best ones. For sure. For sure. Oh, I see what you did there. Oh, I didn't even know I did that. <laughs> For sure. For sure. Halloween 4? Sure. Why not? Why not? <laughs> <laughs> hey, all right. Well... You can hear corny jokes like that and more next week when we talk about Halloween 4. But we're going to call it a day here at the Spook House. So until the next time we see you, I'm Phil. I'm Jason. This has been Spook House.